You are listening to the Prosperous Pet Business Podcast with pet business coach Kristen Morrison, episode number 45. Welcome to the Prosperous Pet Business Podcast, where it's all about pet business challenges, real coaching, and real solutions to help you thrive in your pet business and in your life. And now, here's your host, pet business coach, Kristen Morrison. Hi, pet business owners. Hello. Happy Wednesday, or whenever you are listening to this. I release it on Wednesday, every other Wednesday. So if you're getting this hot off the press, welcome, welcome, welcome. And if you're not, welcome to you too. (laughs) It is spring here in the Bay Area, California, where I am recording this podcast, and it is beautiful. We have been experiencing a lot of rain, which has been, I love it, but A lot of people feel very challenged by it, (laughs) but it is beautiful today and the flowers are out and it's just stunning. So I hope wherever you are at in the world, you are enjoying the weather and your life, even if it's raining. (laughs) And so before we go into the coaching session today with Jill, I wanted to share something with you about a coaching client that I've been working with who is not chill. So I have a coaching client who has been grappling with a couple of big decisions. She's considering selling her business. She's wanting to move to another country where her husband is from. He really misses being there. And, you know, these are really big decisions, right? Huge life changes that are possible if she does these decisions, if she chooses to do this. So in the session, she was finding herself really struggling with whether or not to make these changes in her life. She does want to move forward and she's in the hallway of life. If you've been there and if you're human, you have been there. It's when we've decided to leave wherever we've been but we're not even close to getting to where we want to go, right? That is a really uncomfortable place. And so she was really struggling on the call and feeling very emotional and feeling um, very confused about how to make this decision. And I shared with her something that I often use after I've made my own life and business decisions. And I thought it would be helpful to those of you who are also struggling with big decisions. She really felt like she wanted to move forward with both selling her business and moving, but the fear was really there for her. So this is something that I do in my life. And It's not a religious person per se. I consider myself spiritual. But what I do after I've made a decision is I often say these words, bless it or block it. And the way that works in my life is if I want to move forward with something, I say that little prayer or that little mantra, whatever you want to call it, bless it or block it. And then I pay close attention to what shows up in my life after I've taken action toward whatever it is that I want. And obviously, 
when you take a big leap in your life or your business, encountering roadblocks is inevitable. It is. However, when we keep getting roadblock after roadblock, the decision we've made might not be the best path forward. It may not be for our highest good, right? And again, of course, we need to push through roadblocks. They're inevitable. But if we keep bumping our head against a wall and we keep experiencing really big blocks, it might not be the way that we really want to go ultimately. Some of you may have heard about the Quakers. They're just, I I consider them such beautiful people, very simple but profound spirituality. And they call this paying attention, you know, after making a decision. They talk about whether way, they call it way, has opened or way has closed. And once they make a decision, they mindfully watch and listen to what happens in their life. And that gives them a lot of clues, right? So what happens after you bless it or block it can be a big clue about whether way is opening or closing for you. And when we move with the river of life and the way, you know, the the way opening, we step into harmony, grace, and flow, which is such a powerful place to be living in, right? And it's so much better and it's so much easier than swimming against the current of life. And I just really want to emphasize this is not like if you're experiencing a big block and you're feeling like, well, I've got a block. You know, I'm not saying to turn around and (laughs) go back where you came from. I'm just saying, look at it. You know, if you keep getting roadblock after roadblock, it might not be the right direction. Then again, it might. Only you will know. But my coaching client really found this comforting and I thought that you might too. So now I want to talk a little bit about the podcast segment here before we dive into the coaching session. So this is about creating space in your pet business to start a new life. And that's why I want to talk about the blessed or block it because often when we start a new life, we do encounter roadblocks, right? And we do feel confused about what path to take. So today's coaching client is Jill. She has had her pet sitting and dog walking business for over five years. She just hired a couple really great employees to help her with the pet services. Now her main focus is to make space in her business so that she can have a baby. She's currently providing about 60% of the services herself, and her current employees cover about 40%. And within the next 10 months, she wants to have the staff cover all of the pet services that she currently covers so that she can really step into her new life as a mom. She's confused on how many people she should hire to replace her, which is often a very perplexing question, right? If you're in that place listen up because I have some guidance for you. She's also confused about how to begin to step away from the business in order to create a new life, literally and figuratively. So I want to invite you to get really comfortable, whether you're driving, whether you're working out at the gym, whether you're washing dishes, you know, whatever you're doing, watching your kid play, whatever. 
I want to invite you to just really take this in and see how what comes up for Jill may be some similarities to perhaps what is coming up for you in your own pet business. And feel free to connect with me on the show notes, which is prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 45. That is the number 45. Again, prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 45. And now here's my session with Jill. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I am really good. I'm so happy to be with you today. So yeah, I'm looking just, forward to this. Me too. So let's just dive in. So tell me a little bit about your business, how long you've been in business, and then the biggest challenge that you're grappling with. Okay. We opened in May of 2013, so almost uh, coming on six years, and mm-hmm. kind of started a little by accident, I guess. I was a veterinary assistant doing a little pet sitting on the side and then kind of saw that it could be a much bigger thing than it was and decided to go full-time and make it a real business. And um, Mm -hmm. so I started that in May of 2013 and started out sort of solo. And then my boyfriend joined my team shortly after I started. And then every year he's just taken on more and more responsibility um, that were complete He's doing, you know, quite a bit of visits and has his own dog walks and things like that. So we had Mm -hmm. been just the two of us until just this January. Actually, when I wrote in originally in December, my problem at the time was nervous about hiring and all the Mm -hmm. stuff to get employees on board. And I figured that out on my own. (laughs) And um, yeah, so uh, we hired... (laughs) Uh, actually two people in the end of January uh-huh. and they're uh, perfect. I, I think everything seems to be going wonderful with, with them. And now I think my main focus is to, um, well, we're on a personal level, trying to have a baby. And, and uh-huh. uh, I was just looking at my numbers last year, you know, I did 60% of the work. And uh-huh. so my goal, I think, by the end of the year would be to try to be completely out of the field. And, uh-huh. um, you know, so what does that look like as far as how many employees will it take to actually replace me and mm-hmm. uh, those steps to, to reach that? Okay, great. So you have a pet sitting and dog walking business, it sounds like. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Sorry. Okay, great. <laughs> Oh, that's okay. No problem. And then, um, so you said you do about 60% of the work. So it will take more than one person to replace you mm-hmm. <laughs> just because you're the owner and you've been doing it for almost six years or about six years yeah. at this point. So mm-hmm. um, you're really skillful. What can take you, you know, 30 minutes could take somebody an hour. It's just the way it goes when they're first starting. So eventually they may get up to speed, but it also depends on how you are structuring your business. So some pet sitters and dog walkers structure the time 
via time amounts and then others do it by the job. So do you tell me a little bit about, do you do 30 minute visits for pet sitting, 45 minute and for dog walking? So our standard visit for whether it's pet sitting or dog walking, it's a like a 20 to 30 minute visit. And okay, we do great. have the higher tiers where they could select uh-huh. 45 minutes or an hour. So we do have some clients that will okay. select a longer walk or a longer visit. Okay. But the majority of our visits are the standard visits. And I pay the employees. Okay. Uh, they are employees, and but I do great. pay them per visit. It's not necessarily uh-huh. per hour. Yes. So like per piece, right? Correct. Mm-hmm. And we're, I mean, okay. Missouri. So okay, perfect. Yeah, you're lucky. People. Yes, <laughs> I know. I I'm in I'm in California, and the employee laws are a lot more challenging here in California, and um, in some places on the on the East Coast as well. But you're lucky being in Missouri. So one of the things that I would recommend, what immediately pops up is like three people to replace you. It depends on how many visits you do versus dog walking. So, you know, if you have the majority of the work that you do, that's dog walking, then you'll probably need two people for that. If only some is pet sitting, then it would be one person. So you'll want to kind of look at what is the predominant job that you're doing, whether it be dog walking or pet sitting, and then base the amount of people on that. So does that make sense? Yes. You know, our business, 45% dog walking. So we do quite a bit of Monday through Friday dog walking. And Uh kind of at the exact same time that I hired these two people, at the end of January, we signed up 35 more dog walks per week. So I was kind of able, it was amazing. I just kind of like put that out. I feel like I put it out into the universe. This is what I want. I wanted these people to have their own dog walking routes, I wanted to be able to provide them with mm-hmm. a consistent schedule to start out with yep. so that they're happy, they're, you know, getting them enough money and to make them want to stick around and, and those dog walks just came out of nowhere and, and we're really growing mm-hmm. in that department. So, you know, I'm, okay. I'm wanting to replace myself at the same time that we're growing. Beautiful. You know, that you can, so, you know, just like, yeah. yeah. No, I, and, and part of it is our mind can get in the way of what's possible. So you are able to really open your mind to the possibility. And it isn't all woo-woo. I mean, you took action to hire these people. I'm sure you have been doing marketing, right? Mm-hmm. So, yes, it happens somewhat magically, but really, you know, there's cause and effect as well as that positive attitude. So in in that same vein, I really want to encourage you to take that positivity that you had, that you have as a result of what happened for you and getting, you know, 35 new dog walks a week. That's just unbelievable. Was it 35 or 35%? Yeah. No, 35. That's what I thought. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's fantastic. So what we don't want to do, I'm going to tell you what we don't want to do first, and then I'm going to tell you what we do want to do as far as you moving forward. So the biggest thing that you want to pay attention to is what you don't want to have happen, especially after you have a baby or even when you're pregnant, is having to be the emergency backup because Mm -hmm. then you're going to be working 
as hard, if not harder than you are now. I've seen it happen over and over. People like put themselves out of the field. They take themselves out, but then they get back in and they do it in a real slow way. So if you want out, I really want to encourage you to have that be a goal of I'm going to be out and I'm going to stay out because it's going to be really tricky for you to get back in the field if you have a baby. You can do it. I work with a lot of people who have kids and they hire babysitters. You know, there's lots of ways to work around it. But it sounds like your intention is really clear, which is I want out of the field. So that's the first thing that I just want you to have in your consciousness as you take this step forward. The end goal is to be completely out of the field. Okay. Right. Other thing that I want you to be aware of is, again, you're going to be looking at, you know, I I want you to really actually create a spreadsheet in terms of how much of the dog walking you're doing and how much of the pet sitting you're doing. And also the hours that you're working. I'm imagining there's somewhat of a consistent regular schedule that you're currently doing. So Mm -hmm. I'd like you to really get clear on that. And then the biggest gift that you can give to yourself as well as these future staff members who are going to be replacing you is clarity in terms of what you need, where you need it, and when. So like I need a a walker Tuesday, Thursday between 11 and 2 in these areas. Like the more specific you can get, it's for you, you're used to doing it. You know, it's like the back of your hand, you know, you're like, I know it so well, but so you have to translate it to somebody else. So that's the first thing is to get complete clarity around what you're currently doing so that you can find the right people to actually replace you. And I would Mm -hmm. divide it up the way you would divide up a pie, like, you know, okay, so I'm going to have maybe two walkers. I'm going to divide up my dog walking schedule You know, one walker is going to walk Monday, Wednesday, Friday. The other walker is going to walk Tuesday, Thursday between these hours in this location or this radius, right? And then with Mm -hmm. pets sitting the same, you know, if you're doing morning and evening visits, um, most likely you would have the same person do morning and evening, right? Pet sitting visits. So that's what you're going to be looking at. So just starting with the clarity, It may be that you need more people than three because you do want to grow even more. You know, probably what you'll want to do if you hire these three and this hiring more people than you need is going to help you not be the backup person, right? Right. The emergency backup. And most people, when I'm talking to them about hiring more people than they actually need, will say, but how can I do that? Like, if they only have a few walks or visits a week, is that really going to satisfy them? And for most people, it will as they're getting started with working with you. It's not for everyone, but, you know, then that way you can kind of test the water too and see how they actually are to work with you, right? And how they are with the clients. What is a real challenge is if you give one person your whole schedule and they don't work out after two weeks and you're up a creek, right? So if you can divide it up, it's safer 
in terms of, you know, if somebody doesn't work out, you can get, you know, one of the other two to step in, hopefully, and help you as well as the other people that you have. So that's what I would recommend for you. And, you know, the thing is, is that just so you know, I went from working seven days a week in my business, I don't know if you know my story, but to working three days a week. And when I worked seven days a week, I was doing still a lot of, not a lot, but some of the dog walking and pet sitting and managing. I was the main manager for my business. And then within a year, I went from working seven days to working three days a week. And I was no longer in the field at all. And it was a big transition for me. It was absolutely wonderful. I was ready for it. But it was also hard for me to let go of some of the animals because they were Mm -hmm. the ones that had been with me since the beginning. So be aware that, you know, some grief may come up around letting these animals go, you know, in terms of giving them to somebody else, as well as for your clients. It can be a bit of a hard transition, but that's not a reason to not do it. Like the degree of difficulty, you know, emotionally all around is not the reason to not do it. It's actually the reason to step forward so that you can step into a new life of being a mom. Right. And I've been amazed at my client's response to our new team members because I've turned over probably half of my walks to yep. to one of my uh, employees. And, you know, I sent a note to, I sent a note after hiring to let them know that I was training so someone else would be with me. And then I sent mm-hmm. a note saying, you know, I've handpicked Katie to do your, your walks and uh, here's information about her. Here's a picture of her. If you'd like to schedule a meeting, uh, you know, time to meet her, please let me know. And right. half of them didn't even, they didn't even respond. Yeah. <laughs> like they yeah, didn't, yeah. didn't care. You know, uh-huh. they just had so much uh-huh. trust, I guess, uh-huh. They're like, yeah, yeah, whatever, as long as my dog gets walked. So that was yeah. really relieving to realize that they had so much trust in us that they, they didn't, it's not that yep. they didn't necessarily care, but they, they didn't care. Um, no, so that was, they trust. That was really yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. It was, you know, That's one of the biggest great. things was writing my email to them, like, I'm, mm-hmm. Katie's going to be walking your dog starting Friday. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, yeah. One was fine with it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Great. That's wonderful. Yeah. Want to take what you're learning from the podcast and begin to apply it in your own pet business so you can see powerful results? The Pet Business Online Course Learning Platform can help you do that. You'll find instant access courses that can help you launch or grow your pet business starting right now. You can watch, listen, and learn from the courses right now or whenever works best for you and from wherever you're at in the world. The How to Start Your Pet Sitting and Dog Walking Business in 7 Days online course gives you step-by-step instruction and comprehensive tools to help you launch your own pet care business and get paying clients in just one week. The four-week Pet Business Catapult program provides a weekly comprehensive plan to help you create systems and strategies so you can work on your business instead of in your business. You'll also learn exactly what you need to find, hire, and train quality staff and attract high-paying, profitable clients. With these classes and the many other online classes, you'll find 
find on the course platform, you can take your pet business to a new level of growth and success starting right now. Go to PetBusinessCourses.com. That's PetBusinessCourses.com or use the online learning platform link in the show notes page to start transforming your pet business right now. You'll find many classes for all your business needs, including how to get your website higher on the search engines and how to use Facebook marketing to grow your pet business, plus many others. New courses are added monthly. These online courses provide solutions and actionable steps so you can quickly take your business to a new level of growth and profitability. And you'll receive your courses in less than 60 seconds after ordering. To find out more, go to PetBusinessCourses.com. And I think in this day and age, it's easier. People are used to having people come into the house and, you know, work on their garden and, you know, do all kinds of things, house cleaners. So it, it makes it a little bit easier. There will be the random person who's really high strung and nervous, mm-hmm. but that's okay. You know, you can deal with that. So yeah, I, I'm excited for you. And I think, you know, having a clear date by which you're going to step away is really important. I talk a lot about that when I'm working with coaching clients who, you know, need to quit their day job and step full time into their business. Mm -hmm. Anytime there's a goal, it's really important to actually write it down on the calendar or, you know, put it in your phone or something. And even to have it like a countdown, you know, can be very powerful. So what I'm going to recommend too is that you might want to do it instead of like all of a sudden you're not in the field anymore. You might want to look at doing it in stages. So perhaps, you know, the Tuesday and Thursday walks, you find someone to do them. And then all of a sudden, you know, you're not dog walking on Tuesday, Thursday. And then a month or two later, you find somebody to do the Monday, Wednesday, Friday walks whatever your schedule is. And then after that, the visits, whatever works for you in terms of the progression. But I think that's also going to ease the financial piece of it too, because when you're doing, you know, you said like 60% of the work, that's a lot that you're making that you're not paying Mm -hmm. out to somebody else. So financially you want to do it in stages in order to really be able to I mean, you could absolutely do it if you, if you can afford to. You can just hire somebody, hire a few people for these different jobs that you do. But I would suggest that you do it in stages. I think it'll make it more comfortable and useful for you, both financially, mentally, you know, all of the above. It's powerful when you do it slowly rather than all at once. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think another problem that I have is getting out of my own way, a problem with procrastination, and uh-huh. I had set goals for the beginning of this year to, mm-hmm. to hire and, uh, you know, some things for the end of last year to change to an S-Corp and do some things mm-hmm. with my accountant, and uh, I was pretty proud of myself for sticking to those. I, I made the appointments in advance, so I had some deadlines there to meet, and yeah. so we... Yeah. I was able to to do those things and I put the job listing out like the second week in January and had had a lot of people that didn't 
uh, applied correctly, and so they're automatically yeah. defined. But yeah. two people that really stood out and were amazing, and and I interviewed them, mm-hmm. and uh, those are the two that I hired. But it's I I can see that when I just finally do something, it's not as hard as mm-hmm. I had made it yep. up to be, and yes. everything's fine. <laughs> so like uh-huh. I see that I'm I'm in my own way when I'm putting things off or yeah something else to do. So. It's a great awareness. Um, I love that you have that awareness, and so you might even sometimes we need to be reminded about things. Over and over, okay? <laughs> not because you're stupid, not because I'm stupid. That's, you know, part of human nature is we forget what really is going to help us. So what I'd like you to do is to actually create some kind of affirmation or, you know, something where you can actually put it in front of you in terms of your office, on your office wall, or, you know, somewhere where you're going to see it a lot, maybe in a post-it note. It could be just taking one action creates momentum. Or, you know, I don't know what it would be for you, but to keep it very short and sweet, but something that really where you feel the yes inside, like that feels really true for me, right? Let's see. So, so going back to the mantra or the affirmation, I want to encourage you because you said procrastination is an issue for you. And yet mm-hmm. you also said the, the remedy for that, right? For you is just taking even one action. And also right. I heard you say having appointments really helps. So there's something about accountability for you that is really helpful for you in moving past the procrastination and it could be by the end of the year it's not even an issue for you if you set up systems and strategies in place that really help you move past it quickly so again you know having an affirmation that reminds you this is the antidote to procrastination movement right taking mm-hmm. even one small action can create velocity and get you into momentum around whatever it is that you felt blocked by before. So that's something, a reminder. Also, it's going to be, I think, important for you because you mentioned the accountability piece. You might want to look at having a business buddy. Talk a lot about this in my book, Six Thing, and some of my other books where when you have an accountability buddy, it could be a fellow pet sitter. It could be on, you know, that's a business owner. I recommend that it's somebody that has a business that's self-employed. We actually and, just got one. Uh, oh, I met another pet sitter in an online chat. And um, great. So, yeah, we actually just had our first phone call last week. Wonderful. Okay. So what I would recommend, you might even want to do email check-ins daily or however you do it. But having it even be a daily thing where you have a to-do list and you send it to her, she sends hers to you, and then at the end of the day, you check in with each other via email or however and say, this is what I accomplished. And then whatever you didn't accomplish goes on the next day's to-do list. And it's helpful to start with the hardest thing first. 
Okay. That's the thing that you're going to want to do at the end, but you really want to start with the hardest thing because again, that's going to give you a lot of momentum. That's wonderful. I'm so excited um, to talk to her about that and we can maybe yeah. set a couple more frequent check-ins. We, we've been yeah. texting and, and kind of have a follow-up to our original meeting, but we were kind of discussing wonderful. more long-term goals and yep. you know, some short-term within this first six months of the year goals, but um, not the daily to-do list and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be really helpful for you to have that. And it'll be helpful for her too, I'm sure. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's great. Well, my dear, thanks for being on the call today. It was great to connect with you and hear about your business. And I'm excited for you. And, you know, I want to encourage you to write out a list of action steps that we talked about today and you know, just like that affirmation, put it somewhere where you can see it so that you have accountability, you know, with yourself. You can send the action steps to your your business buddy and she can hold you mm-hmm. accountable for those too, you know. And um, it's the first step, I think, for you in getting your schedule to begin to get cleared so that you can step into this whole new exciting life and role you know, that you're going to be playing in the world. It's really wonderful. Yeah. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today. Oh, Jill, you're so welcome. It's my pleasure. I'm so happy we could connect. Yeah. All right, my dear. Have a beautiful day. Thanks. You too. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye. You too. Bye. I hope you enjoyed that segment with Jill and my coaching session with her. I really enjoyed working with her. She is very courageous and just a wonderful human being, as I can imagine that you <laughs> you felt as you were listening to her. So I want to share that I have a picture of Jill. I have a picture of her family, her pet family, including a huge tortoise <laughs> on the show notes. If you want to see her, she's just a bright, vibrant soul. And you can go to the show notes at prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 45. You can also share any insights you had. You can write to me on that page. I would love to hear from you. There are also a lot of links to things that can help you in your pet business. So you can check out that show notes page at prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 45. I also want to share before I say goodbye here that if you feel like you need some extra help in terms of really taking your business to the next level, I want to encourage you to check out the Catapult program that I created for you. It is an online program that you can do anytime, anywhere. It is is at prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash catapult. You can find out all about it. You can read testimonials from other pet business owners who have done the program. You can participate in the private Facebook group and get support. You can get a business buddy there. 
it really will help you take what you are learning in the podcast and actually apply it in your business. It's one thing to listen. It's another thing to actually be guided on what to do and how to do it step by step. I talk about hiring. I talk about marketing. I talk about creating a better work-life balance. You're going to find out a lot when you go to prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash catapult. So if you've been on the fence about that, I want to encourage you to just check it out. See if it resonates with you. If it doesn't, no problem. If it does, I want to encourage you to take a deep dive into your business. You will not be disappointed. I guarantee it. It comes with a catapult manual. It comes with the private Facebook group. It comes with a lot of support as well as the class recordings that, again, you can listen to whenever you want and wherever you're at in the world, and you will have lifetime access. So you can watch, listen, and learn when you're 95 if you want. (laughs) Okay, everybody, have a wonderful, wonderful week. Take good care, and I will see you again soon on the podcast. Not really see you, but I will be talking to you and I'm really already excited about that. (laughs) See you soon. Take good care. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Prosperous Pet Business Podcast. It would be great if you would take a moment to write a quick review on iTunes. For any questions, comments, or pet business coaching topics you would like to hear on future podcasts, please visit us at www.prosperouspetbusiness.com or www.sixfigurepetbusinessacademy.com.